Hi there, I'm Jamie Sweetland. This is episode 11 of The Reading List. Today we're going to be talking about Timeline by Michael Crichton. So this is a book that I like, as I said at the end of the last episode, a lot more than the last book I read. This book um, is right up my alley for the kind of science fiction I like. I have a particular love for Michael Crichton. Uh, I started reading Jurassic Park when I was a kid. I got into a lot of his other novels when I was in elementary school and middle school. And uh, this one was, it, I actually found it in a box, the, the free bin at the bookstore where I found several of my other books. And I figured, hey, it's Michael Crichton. How bad could it be? And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. So the synopsis. In an Arizona desert, a man wanders in a daze, speaking words that make no sense. Within 24 hours, he is dead, his body swiftly cremated by his only known associates. Halfway around the world, archaeologists make a shocking discovery at a medieval site. Suddenly, they're swept off to the headquarters of a secretive multinational corporation that has developed an astounding technology. Now this group is about to get a chance not to study the past, but to enter it. And with history opened up to the present, the dead awakening awakened to the living, these men and women will soon find themselves fighting for their very survival 600 years ago. So as you can gather from that, it is a time travel story. It starts out not really kind of being able to tell what's going on. Uh, they find a guy who has died and is quickly cremated. He's got some really weird stuff going on. You find out that it basically it's what they're calling transcription errors, where this technology they've developed to to travel through time involves like splitting your body up and reconstituting it. And sometimes when that happens, uh, something gets a little off. So imagine if, say, you were printing something from your printer and you just bang the paper like three millimeters to the left while it was printing. You're going to have that little shift partway down the page. Imagine if that happened to your body, where like partway through, like, uh, you know, bisect your body along some line and shift it by a couple millimeters. It's going to do some really nasty stuff. So the people who were coming back, and it gets worse and worse the more trips they took, it was, they were getting like weird psychological issues at first, and then they were getting like massive physical trauma, and it was, it was not good. But uh, basically what it comes down to is that you find out that somebody has not come back from the past, they have to go back to try to get them back. Um, but the thing that I really liked about it is that it paid really good attention to some of the stuff that you don't think about that you would encounter if you were actually traveling back in time. So they're in medieval France. They're, they go back to medieval France, and when they get there, they very quickly realize that it's a good thing that they have someone with them who is a language historian, because the French being spoken 600 years ago doesn't sound like the French being spoken now, so they, they were like completely unable to communicate for the most part. Everybody sounded really strange. I mean, if you can imagine how much language has changed over the past 50 years or 100 years, compound that out even further, and it becomes almost unrecognizable. I mean, if, if you read something in Middle English, say, in, in high school, like Beowulf, and you read it in the original text, it's really hard to read. It's technically still English, but it doesn't look like anything you'd be actually reading, writing, or speaking. So the fact that they actually, that Michael Crichton was able to take that and put it into the story in a meaningful way, I thought was really interesting. Um, the story is kind of a page turner, so you, you kind of feel like you need to find out what happens next. There's a lot of tension about whether or not they're going to make it back, because apparently there's a window 
in which you can return. And if it's been too long, you simply can't come back and you're just trapped in the past forever. Um, so they, I, I won't spoil how it ends. Uh, but it's, it's actually a really satisfying ending. I really liked the way this book ended. I liked the journey. I liked the beginning. I liked the concept. I liked everything about it. Uh, I'd give this, um, if you like this sort of thing, like a thriller or a time travel story or science fiction or anything, five out of five, 100% read it. Um, if that's not your cup of tea, maybe a four. It's incredibly well written, as all of his books are. But if you're not down with the premise of a time travel story, you might not enjoy it as much. But I thoroughly enjoyed this book, and I would highly recommend this. Um, so for next time, we're actually going to be doing a little bit something different. So the next book that I read technically is was Die Trying by Lee Child, which is the second Jack Reacher book. But as I was thinking about that, uh, I think it might get a little bit repetitive if I just keep talking about all of the Jack Reacher books, because I've read five of them, and let's be honest, they're not really that different. They have different stories and different problems that he's trying to solve, but at the heart of it, you're really kind of reading the same kind of thing again, and I don't think it's worth it to rehash it all over again. I'll absolutely talk about any of them if I think that there's something notable about them or it's there's enough there that it's worth talking about again, but I'm not going to go through each one of those. Similarly, I also read a number of the, the Doctor Who 50th anniversary novella shorts. Um, those each technically count as a book, but I don't think they're long enough for each one to be worth it, and nobody really wants to try to dissect each one individually, so I think I'll do those as a group. Um, so... With that said, the next book is actually going to be The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. This is a non-fiction, um, kind of a self-help type book about relationships and um, how you can better fulfill your partner's needs in relationships. I found, I don't normally don't like self-help books, but I found this useful and meaningful. So that will be next time on the reading list. Uh, before we sign off, uh, you can find me on Twitter at readinglistpod you can send me an email at readinglistpodcast at gmail.com and as always until next time read more books if you like this show check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com